What's going on, everybody? This be your boy DJ Anonymous with Sports Biz Music, episode Lucky 25. And I got a special guest, Chillette Pierre. Yeah. Chillette What's going on with you, man? My bad, man. I got a, I got a little accent or whatever, like nah. a little. You know, nah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, you know, um, you up and coming RB artist. Mm-hmm. Um, up and coming, I, I think. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Up and you have, I, I know you have some fans, but it's, a, it's some people that don't really know about you yet. So, mm-hmm. uh, give like a brief, you know, history, you know, about yourself. Oh, pretty much, I've been doing music. For the better part of, uh, I'll say, a year now, mm-hmm. I've been really going in on the music now, working at Audacity Studios in Hollywood. It's, um, small, it's a small room. Yeah. Shout out to Fred. And, uh, one time to Fred. Yeah, mm-hmm. one time for Fred. Really cool guy. He's the guy actually. Yes. Fred. Um, yeah, and I, I'm a singer songwriter, mm-hmm. based out of Miami. Um, I specialize in R&B mm-hmm. and I, I want to say Neo Soul. Neo Soul, yeah, I, I can hear that in your music. That's kind of what I've been getting into. Mm-hmm. Very acoustic sound, very raw sound. That's what I like the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride so far. I'm enjoying the people that I've been connecting with, the mm-hmm. small connections I've made in the past year. So, but I've been singing all my life, though. So you so you, so you, you aren't even doing it for a year because from the music I heard, you sound like you've been doing it for at least three, four, five years. See, that's the thing. I, I've been singing, like, all my life. I, I used to do mm-hmm. gospel, inter- interestingly enough. So I've been around musicians all my life. I was in drama, and, I was, and I've been in theater mm-hmm. when I was in middle school and yep. everything like that. So I've been around music a lot, and I've been in studio a lot mm-hmm. for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But for the past year, year and a half pretty much, is when I've been really taking my music to the next level. Like I, I met up with Fred a couple of times. I've done vocals here and there, yeah. but I've never gotten on a track where I released mm-hmm. released actual music. In 2017 was my first single, Black Magic, in November. That's what's up. So, yeah. where did it all started? Like, what age did you start Man. like even listening to music? Like, had the love for music? Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. I have a natural knack for. For anything creative, for the most part. So when I was younger, my mom specifically saw how enthusiastic I was when it came to like doing impersonations of people, all types mm-hmm. of craziness. So she kind of um, she pushed me in the route of theater, mm-hmm. and I got into drama. And through drama, they taught you triple threat. You know, mm-hmm. you sing, dance, and act. Yeah. And primarily, I was I was trying to focus on the acting. Mm-hmm. I even tap danced for a couple of years. But um, through theater, mm-hmm. I grew a love for music, too, mm-hmm. because we had to sing and everything like that. And one of my, my drama teachers was like, you, you really have a nice voice. She was like, you really have a nice voice. And they used to call me CJ or Chill yeah. at that time. And um, from, like, fifth grade on, I, I started singing. I, I got started focusing and keying in on the, on the music aspect, the theater and just instrumentation. Mm-hmm. I just, you got a natural love for music. Some people just yeah. have a natural bot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it. And I, and I continued that um, throughout high school. Mm-hmm. I started, I, I went into chorus. I started off in band mm-hmm. because I enjoyed music again. And then I went into chorus my, my 10th grade year. Mm-hmm. And that chorus teacher, Mr. Brockington, kind of started, started piloting pretty much my love for music and my going in depth for my singing and vocal training. So that was that was pretty much the bulk of it. Also had a cousin who sang rap and everything like that and they were pushing me in that direction too. I was a part of a small group when I was like in the eighth grade. What was the name of the group? Six Trey. 
Sixth Street. Yeah. Sixth Street. Like Sixth Ave and all that? Nah, nah, it was in Little Haiti. Okay. A street called 63rd. On 63rd oh, yeah. Street. On 63rd Street? No. 63rd no, 63rd Street, yeah. 63rd Street in yeah. Little Haiti. Yeah, shout out to Little Haiti. Yeah, on top of Little Haiti. And all the boys down there. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, right across the street from Notre Dame, Notre Dame Catholic Church. We used to yeah. live over there. So that little hub, that little group of us. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, all those fellas over there pretty much started pushing us in the direction of music, me and my cousins. Mm-hmm. And my cousins rapped and I was the only singer there, so they had a lot of pressure on me. Every singing track, yeah, I was yeah. a kid on it. I was like 14 or 15. So yeah, that kind of pushed my love for music too. And a lot of Haitian culture, just Haitian influence too. Yeah, because um, what I was about to ask you too was, uh, what was what was like your first show? Show. Like talent show. Because I always ask, because I know you like the- it was just, you, you like the six or seven artists uh-huh. that's have been that have been involved in theater and been involved in dancing, but then like music when music came in the picture, yeah. it really like you you know you, you took that like that was the yeah, love. Yeah. So, cause I, I I ask that because I know talent shows like your first show, yeah. especially like when you in school, yeah. is like that the icing on the cake when you like you know what yeah I'm gonna stick to this yeah, pretty much. Um. Okay, so, man. See, it wasn't a specific. I've performed all my life at weird mm-hmm. and different instances. Mm-hmm. Like when I was fourth grade, I got a lead role in like our fourth grade play. Mm-hmm. Um, it had some music involved in that. And then when I was in fifth grade, mm-hmm. I had the lead role mm-hmm. in this, this little play called The Music Man. And. My vo- on on the day of the show itself, yeah, I lost my voice. I had laryngitis. Wow. And I was in the I was I was ten years old, maybe. Mm-hmm. and um, I still did, I still did the show because the person that was supposed to be my understudy, mm-hmm. still was one of my coolest homies. His name is Jonathan. He straight up said he couldn't do it. He was nervous. He was nervous. Yeah, it was ten- he prepared for it the entire time. He just so how, so how you went through it? You lost your voice. <laughs> um. The thing about those magnet schools is the parents are always like really, really supportive. Yeah. Like extremely supportive. So they probably couldn't hear me at all, including my dad. My dad, to this day, well, recently he did tell me he did he couldn't hear the damn thing I was saying. Mm-hmm. But I sing the piece and everything because they were an ensemble piece, so you yeah. had some help while you were singing it and stuff like that. But um, yeah, they couldn't hear me at all. I went through the entire show. Mm-hmm. Still got the applause. Still got the accolades. And I, I think that might have been the reason why I continued to do it. Cause mm-hmm. going into sixth and seventh grade, I got lead roles in mm-hmm. um, in some of the plays. You know, it was interesting because I was the kid that had a little bit of charisma. Mm-hmm. I used to think it was because I was the only black kid, but that was <laughs> that yeah, didn't like, end up being the case. They actually liked me or whatever. And moving forward, when people found out that I could sing. Mm-hmm. They would always put me on these little, uh, you know, forcing me to do little things here and there. Like record, like little tracks. Yeah, and stuff record like that. this. I'm 14, 15. Years old. Like yeah, record here school, and there. Yeah. yeah. In high school, oh, sing to my girl. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been asked to do proposals for somebody. Just jump, jump out of the back of a car. <laughs> this random kid just singing to this yeah. girl. I actually did that for a dude, and she didn't say yes. It wasn't because of my singing. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Wait, when was, wait, hold on. When was this? Yeah, I must have been like 16. And she said no. She didn't say no. But she's, she was like, babe, get up. And I was like, yo, <laughs> this is awkward. How you like? She said, babe, get up. I was like, I don't think that's what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say yes. You're supposed to kiss. You're supposed to be happy. And everybody's supposed to parade around. 
but did they get married or no? I don't know what happened with that. I really don't. So the, the way the story goes is there was a dude that I used to go to his. I used to go to his studio in Little Haiti. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I used to go to his studio in Little Haiti, mm-hmm. and he had a he had an in home studio, very nice studio. Everybody knew him. Shout out to JJ, man. Mm-hmm. Um, like the hood pope, pretty much. I think I heard of him before. Like the hood pope, man. Mm-hmm. The coolest, nicest, dopest guy. That was really like. Putting on like championing for the for the city of Little yeah. right? Whatever he did on the other side of that was you know up to him, but he he was like everybody knew him, mm-hmm. and one of his closer friends, um, who used to always be around, somebody that he really showed love to, um, asked me to do the proposal because I was recording at JJ's spot. Mm-hmm. And he was with his girl for like two years or three years, I think. Mm-hmm. Must have been pushing thirty. I don't really remember. But he said, yo, Jit, man, I'm going to have you come out and sing a song. I don't even remember what I sang, to be honest with you. Did you get paid for that? For that gig? Or it was just... I like... mean, yeah, he, he looked out. But this is somebody that would always kind of yeah. look out for us when we come to the studio kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it was almost like fam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, it wasn't like a paid gig for the most part, but it was something that he looked out for. Because yeah. JJ made sure, even though if you're going to use Jit, you know, break him off a little bit. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, I was like... Was it like six thousand? I must have been like fourteen actually. 14. Probably like eighth grade. Yeah, this is like eighth grade when I used to go to Horseman. And then um I jumped out of the car. He had just taken his girl. He, he had just taken his girl to dinner. Mm-hmm. I jumped out of the car, came around the corner, um, and he was on one knee outside this restaurant. Don't even remember the restaurant either. Mm-hmm. And after I was done singing, mm-hmm. he popped the question. And then she seemed like she was excited. She was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? But, but like, at the same time, like, I, I'm still singing, but I'm seeing her face like, what the heck is going on? Like, what is this kid doing? Yeah. One, what is this kid doing here? And two, what are you doing on your knee? And then, once I was done singing, he popped the question. And then he popped the question again. I think you're supposed to pop it once. Yeah, once. You're just supposed to pop it once. My thing, <laughs> like, when, I, when I proposed to my fiance, yeah. uh, I, I, I was so nervous The ring the, You know how you put out The the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the ring out your pocket Yeah And I tried to open it With my hand The ring popped out <laughs> You know she still said yes And everything but Oh you know, she said yes Yes See that's I would have took that <laughs> He had the ring It was a nice ring too mm-hmm. He had the ring He had um, He had pulled out All the stops man. He took it to this restaurant They had rented a car So he was actually Like he was driving A very nice mm-hmm. car That day whatever I think it was around her birthday or something, so that's why she th- she didn't really think much of it. Yeah. And then she was like, uh, babe, get up. Babe, get up. So you never know to this day if they ever got married. I don't know if they went. I don't think they got married, but I know they didn't get engaged that day or <laughs> any time within, like, the three months that I was around. Wow, that's crazy. So she probably, you know, like, I would have been, like, damn fool, like... <laughs> Try to propose no. So you was 14 at the time yeah, You was yeah. already doing that uh, So what was next after that Like doing high school oh, high Shout school. out to, to Like to Mo And a bunch of dudes SR mm-hmm. That's probably one of my biggest influences too In music like, I can't even leave him out Because because I was the only singer Yeah Amongst that group uh, This dude named SR um, Soul and ri- Soulful Rhythm Is what SR stood mm-hmm. for he would always tell me, yo, Jit, I could perform better than you on a track, mm-hmm. but 
you like you have raw talent. Like you sing, you yeah. sing, sing. Like so, you gotta really, really go ham and go mm. in on, on your music. You know what I mean? Because mm. you can actually sing. Like I write and I could mess around once they mess with my voice, but you could sing. And I thought you could sing like crazy too. Mm. But he he would always like outperform because he had so much work and so much natural, mm-hmm. you know, love for the mic mm-hmm. that I didn't really have at that time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you slowly transitioned yeah, into you, you know it was more an experience. Thing. And you was young, so it was just like you know you you was like I, I know I, I'm pretty sure you knew you had it, but you wasn't ready. Yeah, I, I didn't think I had it for a while. Honestly. Yeah. I didn't think I had it for a while. So after so okay so you in high school now. Like, because for me as a DJ, when I was in high school, you know, I used to put out mistapes. Okay. You know, I used to, like, have, like, CDs or put them on people's iPods. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I, like, on Facebook, like, later in high school, like, I sent out links and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever, like, uh, like, like record, like, um, covers, like, when you was in high school? Um, but when I was in high school, I was still on and off mm-hmm. recording with the same group of dudes I was having, like, mm-hmm. dude named Mo, producer. Dude name at the time he called himself Ajax. Yeah. Um, SR. Another dude, a dope engineer named Rick. Mm-hmm. A group of people. A group mm-hmm. of people. And so it was like on and off. They were sending me beats. I'll come record. But then mm-hmm. I started focusing on school, playing mm-hmm. basketball. I was playing ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, I just said, man, I I didn't want to do it anymore. Why you want Why you want to play basketball anymore? No, no, no. no. Music. Oh, music. So yeah, you, was, was, you was good in, in, in basketball? Yeah, I mean, relatively speaking, of course. What, 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 what was just you I played play point in North Miami between 2007 and 2010. Yeah, how tall you like, what, six foot? I was 5'10", 5'10". Five, ten, five, ten. Ten. I feel like I was 5'10", five, 5'11", five, my yeah. entire high school career. Now you about, what, six? Six, six one. Six, six one, one, six. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. I was about the same height. I was much smaller, skinnier, but yeah. I was that lanky kid. Yeah. I played point. And, um... Yeah, I just like I didn't wanna I didn't wanna do music anymore. I just felt like it was too taxing. Like I kept on getting the pressure of, oh you you know, yeah. a singer. I, I felt pressure when I was going to the studio and it wasn't specific like it wasn't catering to my love, mm-hmm. my creative you know what I mean? Yeah. What I wanted to sing. I get what you mean. Cause honestly speaking, like a track that I have right now is called Jack Frost. Yeah, it's, me and me and my fiance was listening to it uh, earlier today. Okay, dope. And yeah. she was telling me like you have a beautiful voice. Dope. So, you know, I don't know if I can say that, yeah. but I can say that you have a great voice. I think, thank you, man. You know I appreciate so, it. How, how, yeah. how did that track start? Was that Jack Frost? Jack Frost. How did that? Kels, he was in the studio when we recorded it. <laughs> um, was that doing high school? That was like no, 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 no. Jack Frost was this year. Okay. No, last year. Last, last year, 2017. So what? So what happened? Um, Doing high school, like oh, during high school, back in high school. So you still wasn't when I stopped doing music. Yeah. But when I stopped doing music, that was solely because I didn't want to, like, I didn't like the pressure of going to the studio and mm-hmm. being a singer and saying, "Hey, make sure you do this." And I kind of like it was weird. There was mm-hmm. nothing really depending on me or whatever. Yeah. But you have that mentality being the firstborn mm-hmm. men yeah. in your family from a yeah. first generation Haitian family, yeah, yeah, Haitian American yeah. at least. We felt that pressure of being, you know, doing something big. So I feel like there was a lot of pressure on me, and like you have to do this music thing because this is our way out. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. So as a, because um, I want to ask you that, mm-hmm. as a Caribbean, you know, a Haitian descent, uh-huh. you know, me, I'm a Bahamian descent. So okay. You know, growing Cousins, up, in, same yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So growing up in the in the in Caribbean household, like music was like one of the 
the most influential like exactly. used to wake up listening to it. Exactly. You know, Saturday what? morning cleaning. Yeah. It's your music, you know? Because my, my, my grandma, uh, she was in the choir. Okay. And like, I used to always go to her practices and things like that. And like, my mom used to always wake up one day listen to gospel. Yeah. Another day listen to like Aretha Franklin and all the oldie stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then like, I remember, um, she used to listen to Lauryn Hill. Okay. You know, a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, because I was ask people that, especially that's in the in, from you know, from the West Indies, like, is that like one of the biggest influences, like, for you uh, wanting to do music because of that? Because of because of like my culture. And yeah. Stuff? I mean, it runs deep. Like mm-hmm. my, my culture runs deep. Mm-hmm. So. Being around music as much as I was around music mm-hmm. definitely played a role in why I love music. I said, I just need okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. send you the whole thing. All right. Yeah. Um, being around music as much as I was around music is definitely a piece of why. Mm-hmm. Like, why I know that the culture is it, it, it kind of it penetrated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Haitian music does something to me that other music just can't. It's almost and I I don't want to sound too. I don't want to sound too prejudiced when I say this, but African music, you can't really touch it. Like, it, it, it does yeah. something to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's rooted in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? No matter what. I don't yeah. care who you are. If you're of African descent at all, mm-hmm. it, that, African, that African vibe, that soca, some of that stuff, it just does something to yeah, you. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the reggae and all that stuff. Yeah, it just, it just does something to you. It's yeah. like a vibe. It's implanted in you. Like, mm-hmm. um... So definitely, it definitely did something. It played a role in why I love music as much mm-hmm. as I do. My people used to listen to a dude, a big influence of mine, Alan Kaveh. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know him, but they don't know him. And like they think of Sweet Mickey when they think of Compact. Cause you, you ever heard a song? I don't care. I don't give. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heard about Sweet Mickey. You know, Alan Kaveh was the guy who made a song called um, Chocolat. Mm-hmm. Choco, Choco. Whatever. You might not know. You might. Know. <laughs> I gotta you do my heard. research, man. It's something new. Man. You might have heard it, but um. Yeah, man, it's just a lot of these a lot of these guys. They had a lot of music that influenced me, and I would know their albums from top to bottom because my mother listened to them. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad also listened to a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I had my uncle who listened to straight reggae, like mm-hmm. straight reggae. He introduced me to Peter Tosh, yeah. Bob Marley, mm-hmm. you know, Sizzler, all the big names that you pretty much know about. That's in the new age, newer age of reggae. But yeah, like the, the ones that age. we, the ones that we grew up listening. Exactly, to. those dudes. Um, you know what I'm saying? He introduced me to the Bujibanta and all of them. He he put me onto all of that. So I had a cult. I had a lot of culture mm-hmm. being pushed when I had a very young age from different from different places because people saw that I had a love for music, saw that I had a love for singing. Yeah. So they felt like they wanted to impart a little bit in me. Yeah. In, in that music as well. Cause when I listen to you, I'm like, I can, as a DJ, cause I'm working on an album. Okay. We talk about it after the podcast. But I can place you on so many different, you know, tracks. Yeah. You know, different people because yeah. of you know your sound. Yeah. Like it's unique, but at the same time, I can use it anywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing with, with the music. I found that I'm most comfortable when I'm flexible. Like Jack Frost, that that that's a joint that was strictly based on like just an oldies vibe. Just like, cause I listen to a lot. Like I listen to Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, like Ray Charles. Those things where you really have to be pinpoint with harmonies and what you wanted to convey mm-hmm. and give you know give give people something to really look forward to. A little bit of ear candy here and there. 
you know what I mean? So that stuff influenced me. I love that type of music. Mm-hmm. When I don't have a beat, a lot of times, that's the cadence that my music lands on. Mm-hmm. Just that upbeat, very very seem very major and just make you feel happy kind of vibe you know? mm-hmm. no matter what I'm saying mm-hmm. so that's how Jack Frost kind of came into play but it, it's all stemmed from the type of music that I love that I listen to you know what I mean that, that Ray Charles that Frankie Lemon that 50s 60s pop you know? yeah cause yeah, that's, that's 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 crazy like you know especially in our generation you know we don't we don't have that much people that listen to that go that way, that way back to like the 50s and stuff like that. Cause that was like the, to back me. To the 20s. Yeah, the 20s. That's, to me, that's like that, that the golden era, like the, the age when everything started to slowly come to light yeah. and things like that and it started evolving and evolving. Pretty much. Evolving. Before, before the Pat podcast started, I told you, um, I got one to FIU, go Pat. Did I tell you? Wild yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, go Panthers. Go Panthers, man. Go to Panthers. The only class I got an A in in my four semesters there mm-hmm. was the evolution of jazz. That's the only class I got an A in. Because it, 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 it was that interesting. Is the, that is the only class I ever got an A in in college. Because you was excited about like taking the class looking Pretty forward much. to well, it. my first go around. Yeah. And, man... In that class specifically, I learned a whole lot about mm-hmm. jazz that I didn't know about. Especially how much jazz and all these old sounds influence the music that's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Hip hop, yeah. R&B, you know what I mean? Like, um, man, I, there was a lot of information during that class, but all of it just gave me a lot. Like, mm-hmm. about, I learned about Benny Goodman, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Dude crazy I learned about the big band area when big yeah. bands was going back and forth against each other if I could have took that class for three years I'd, I'd, I'd still be taking that yeah. class you know what I mean cause I took a class I took a music class uh, I forgot what type of music class it was it was back in Broward uh-huh. cause I went to Broward College before I went to FIU okay and um the class went all the way back to like the medieval like medieval days. times of music like it went to classical and uh-huh. it evolved and then all of a sudden, like, you know, for me, as a, you know, I love hip-hop. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for things like, you know, reggae and jazz, yeah. and blues and all that stuff, we wouldn't have hip-hop. Like, the all influence that, of reggae and hip-hop is yeah. crazy, yeah, really. Like, all that gave crazy. birth to hip-hop. You yeah, know? So exactly. Even do, still doing my research, you know. I was born in 92, so, like... Likewise. I'm, 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 I'm you know... We are, we both young, you yeah, so, yeah. but to be, you know, at this age where we like, you know what, let's go back to see, like, how and where hip-hop and R&B and all this music started from, you know, mm-hmm. it started way back, you know, of course, at the motherland. Exactly. But I also looked at, like, other places in the world, like, mm-hmm. you know, classical music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy, like, how... When you really pay attention to like music, yeah. you can hear some of that influence, especially oh, with reggae and definitely. jazz. And you can hear the influence. You can hear the influence of well, you can hear the influence of like our ancestry, like mm-hmm. African African music. You can see you can see the influence of reggae. You can see it throughout mm-hmm. music. It's just certain things are just timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, some things are are gimmicks, but certain things are just timeless mm-hmm. and they and they infiltrate. Mm-hmm. And that's real. You know what I'm saying? That's that. That's that real. Yeah. That it is gonna seep into any type, any genre. Even for those people who don't realize that it seeped into their genre. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, I hear people saying that um, 
I don't know, it was something that streamed online recently about one of these new artists saying that Pac's music was boring. Oh, little uh, Zane? Yeah, little Zane. I, think. I don't know. And, you know, no fault to him or whatever. Yeah. He probably just doesn't know that his music is, like, probably, probably in some way, shape, or form. Because nothing's new under the sun. Mm-hmm. At some point, his music is influenced directly from Pac and the yeah. stuff that he was putting up, you know? Yeah, because... That fun music, like... And I don't know I don't know this specifically But like If you listen to I Get Around That wasn't really like That was before Tupac became like a Exactly Serious You know like When he became like That person that Was talking about culture yeah. I mean, But he was like always that. a poet He was always yeah. a poet You get what I'm saying So that was just him Having fun That was yeah. his lane Just him having fun You get what I'm saying And Some of these people Just don't really You know They don't realize it mm-hmm. You can't really You can't do nothing about You can't do anything about Ignorance. Yeah, because besides even, just educate. Because even now, like Lil Wayne, you know, Wayne is one of my favorites. He's he he has so much influence from all these rappers, and, and you like, kind of lose sight of it. If you're yeah. if you're younger, you don't realize how much Wayne changed the game. Yeah, like, like he, he really changed the game. It, extremely, still one of my favorites. Like I would love a different type of you know different type of music coming from Weezy yeah. these days, but. He's still, I mean, he's still the goal. He's still one of the goals. Yeah, I mean, I could say that with like Eminem, like I haven't heard the new, the yeah. new album, but I could say that at the end of the day, when I'm like 67 years old, yeah. you know, when I have grandkids, kids, grandkids, great grandkids, yeah. I could go back to uh, Eminem LP. I could go to the Carter One, Two, yeah. and Three. I could go back to yeah. um, Get Rich or Die Trying. You know, Get Rich or Die Trying. Another one. Uh, Thug.com and stuff. Like, I could go to all them back yeah. to them records. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And just reminisce and be like, y'all don't know about this because you know, we had that. We exactly. still got that experience without, yeah. with our parents and grandparents. Like, oh, y'all wish I know about Oddly this. Oddly enough, me being, a, you know, me being an R&B singer, people wouldn't think this, but like, Twenty One Questions by Fifty on Get Rich or Die. Like, that's literally one of the songs. I listen to it and I kind of I get, I get inspired. It's just Nate, Nate Dogg. Yeah, Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg. Yeah, Nate Dogg on it because. That was that was the, the beginning of me kind of realizing that I ain't got to do all of that. I ain't got to do that much mm-hmm. for a song to resonate with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have to do all the bells and whistles because I was younger. Yeah. I'm gonna say I was fairly attractive for a young man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As we all. You know, we all we all fairly mm-hmm. attractive. I feel like I was fairly attractive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I got the comparisons of like Chris Brown. You gonna be the next Chris Brown? Yeah. You gotta be Chris Brown. You gotta start dancing, CJ. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I love dancing. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but I don't want to dance when yeah, I sing. Like, you don't I, don't, wanna... I don't want to dance like that mm-hmm. when I sing. You know what I mean? I enjoy it. If, if the time comes, of course I do it. I want my music to kind of penetrate the soul, you know, kind of thing. Remind me of uh, a little bit of Neo. Okay, because Neo, I, you know, he dances a little bit, but he's more like he's. I think, uh, yeah, I think Neo focuses on the lyrics, like, yeah. his lyricism and what, what kind of message he's sending through his music. And he just wants the music to kind of, yeah. he just wants it to be a bop. He wants you to feel good while you're yeah. listening to his stuff and feel empowered when you listen to his stuff. I, a so, lot of so when did you, like, okay, so you said you stopped going to FIU, you started uh-huh. working. Um, yeah. How was that? Was 18. Um, man, I, once you start paying bills, things get real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, of course. I, <laughs> that, that was that. Was that. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. Had to pay back FIU for classes that I took and failed. Yeah. And then I was kind of, you know, supporting my mom. I was supporting my little sister. Being from a single, like, you know, 
you're a single parent. Mm-hmm. So and my mom has her run-ins with whatever she had to run. So I had to kind of grow up early since yeah. I was 14, cause that's and that's why that pressure was on me. So you pretty much like already the man of the house at 14, 15, 16 years old. I didn't live with my mother. I didn't live with my mother. I lived with my father. Oh, okay. I lived with my father, but my mother was on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as I started working, I started helping out my mom. So I'd be with my mom. Even, even even after 18, I was with my mom. And from 17, really, I'd be with my mom on the weekends to kind of support her because I was working. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd alleviate certain bills. I was the one who paid for my little sister to go to prom, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because she's only five years younger than me. Yeah. So I started paying her way for, for school, like the little stuff that she needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shoes, school yeah. uniforms, stuff like that that my mom couldn't really get because my mom always had, like, odd jobs. Mm-hmm. And it gets expensive as they get older, so started pitching in a little bit more. So I figured I could contribute this way instead of chasing the dream and not actually being happy while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Nah, so when, so when that day came, because y'all have that, my mom always tell me, you know, take that leap of faith. Yeah. When was that day when you realized, you know what, I don't want to work no more. Like, I don't want to, not necessarily not work no more, <laughs> but just follow my dreams. Like, I like stop yeah. doing music. Start doing music. I mean, like stop. Well, pretty much stop back doing music, but more like seriously. Like this recording. was about in 2016. Mm-hmm. My mom got in an accident that almost killed her. Wow. She was in the ICU for about a month mm-hmm. and severe head trauma. Mm-hmm. Like severe head trauma. She almost died. She was on life support. Mm-hmm. And I had just broken up with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. literally a week, literally a week before so that. everything was like that. Yeah, bad. it was my birthday on the 27th and on July 4th of 2016. I didn't hear from my mom and I, found, I had to find out if my mom was at a hospital in Texas. Yeah. Being right. a, and I was in Miami. Mm-hmm. So, shit just got real fast. Yeah. I'm sorry, I could curse? No, you can oh, just yeah. a podcast. I'm man. just saying. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shit, shit got real fast, you know what I mean? And I, and I like, in that, like, throughout that series of events, I just realized how much mm-hmm. I was taking for granted. Mm-hmm. Because it's not so much that my mom's kind of freedom got, like, her, I don't know. Her, her being relaxed and her complacency and her mm-hmm. chill just got taken away from her. And in it being taken away from her, it got taken away from me, yeah. being her son. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, there are certain things I just can't do. I just, I just can't do right now. I can't be lackadaisical about mm-hmm. solely because I, I, now I have full knowledge about what happens if shit might hit the fan. Like, yeah. if shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. this is what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And you can never be prepared for it, but you definitely can't be sitting on your ass exactly. if, it, if it could happen. Like... Perfect. You always got to be prepared. I, I, that's the thing. You, you don't know if you could be, be prepared, prepared yeah. for these type of things. But, but try, like, okay. Like, you can't, you just can't take yeah. for granted the time that you have to do certain things. Yeah. Like, one of the, one of the thickest, thickest things, one of my homies told me, this homie specifically, is after this, like, this is probably a year later now, right? mm-hmm. Still dealing with the paperwork for my mom's thing because I'm her. My mother doesn't have legal citizen. She doesn't have citizenship. Yeah. So I got to deal with trying to get her residency. You know, trying to get her insurance for the hospital. Got a lot of stuff I'm dealing with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But 
I, it was one day I just told my homeboy, I was like, yo, man, I'm, like, he asked me what I was doing, and I told him I was sleeping, whatever, I was relaxed. I was like, my bad, bro. I'm just tired. I said, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. And he was like, bro, this going to sound like, this going to sound like a, this going to sound dumb, it's going to sound simple, but don't mm-hmm. get tired, bro. You can't never Just get don't get tired. Like, just, it, and what he meant to say, this nigga just be saying some random shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> but what he was really, <laughs> what he was really saying was, Despite being tired, you still gotta shake and move because life life gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. you're not the only person that's tired on this. Like yeah. winners are only winners because they lost and kept going. Mm-hmm. So if you if you that person that just decides that you're too tired to do X, Y, and Z, you're gonna be tired for a very long time exactly. before you can relax. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's better to not, it's better to just be tired and do it anyways mm-hmm. instead of being tired and then dragging it along. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. I took that and I just I just been running with it for the most part. I'm just taking chances I wouldn't normally take. Mm-hmm. Um, in my music too, and, and, it, and it translates in my music, I think. Because Jack Frost was where it was well, very well received, and I didn't write it to be well received for the most part. I wrote yeah. it because I loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I, I wanted to get it on paper. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to get it on. I wanted to get it down on paper. Mm-hmm. One of those songs, because that's what I was dealing with at the time. Like I looked up to the sky and I saw. It, if I can explain what Jack Frost was, yeah, of course. It was about explain the whole process, the whole story behind it. Pretty much, Jack Frost came about because I was just thinking to myself, like randomly, and I tell and I tell my boys this all the time. Mm-hmm. The music that I write, it it's never really me that just writes it for the mm-hmm. most part. I feel like the songs write themselves mm-hmm. when you're a writer. The songs kind of write themselves. The universe just gives you a song, and it's your it's your responsibility to take it and run with it, mm-hmm. or just let it fly out out the window to, to the next person. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. Some people just have the knack to see what the universe gives them, and some people don't. They mm-hmm. kind of overlook it or whatever. And I was just thinking to myself, man, Jack Frost, based on who he is, he probably can't get near the sun. He can't be out when it's not cold, and it was chilly around yeah. that time, you know. But at the end of the day, can't nobody tell him shit. He's probably gonna do it anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I was thinking to myself, like, if I looked up and I saw Jack Frost sitting on the sun, don't let nobody tell you you can't do what you want. Like, don't let nobody, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do what you want. You can't succeed. You can't chase this. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's what I was dealing with specifically at that time. And just based off of that sentence, um, what evolved was talking about multiple, talking about multiple fictional characters, yeah. people that you wouldn't see, people that you you always believed in, but. Mm-hmm. You could never really verify that they were alive or actually something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just all fictional characters. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much went on to talk about my relationship with these fictional characters because to other people they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Much like my dreams and my aspirations, the things that I think are gonna happen, mm-hmm. they don't exist yeah. until I make them exist. So mm-hmm. I made them exist in a song. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? And and that, that's what Jack Frost is supposed to symbolize. Just those things that you don't believe exist, but once you do realize that they do yeah. exist, you know what I mean? It can happen. Yeah. It, it comes to play. It comes to fruition. That's what, that's what people need, you know, nowadays. It's yeah. like, it just goes back to, you know, that's my whole purpose with the podcast is that, you know, you have people our age, yeah. younger than us, yeah. people way older than us that still don't know what they want to do or they yeah. feel stuck. And I bring, you know, people like yourself on the shows because, you know, you inspiring people to, to keep going because everyone that I put on the show has 
different stories Most definitely. about, you know, the journey and past, present, and future. It's, it's, it's like different goals, different mindsets, different challenges they went through, but yeah. at the end of the day, they still doing what they have to do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a DJ, DJ Lucky C, from Nine Nine Jones on the show, yeah. and he was telling me like he always wanted to be on radio, yeah. especially like Nine Nine Jones. Yeah. And one thing led to another. Boom! Now he's on Nine Nine Jones. Exactly. Like, you hear all these stories, and for me, it's like inspiring. Like, inspiring me. Definitely. Like it's like you yeah. know, anything is possible in this world. Exactly. And you know your, your best. Your, you your just gotta best, do it. Your best friend is right. Like you know, even when you're tired. Or you feel like you accomplished something yeah. that day. Mm-hmm. Try to do something that you didn't do the other day. Exactly. And finish that task and then get one step, get one step closer. Yeah, you know, I always felt that you know, for me, I still, I had to learn that you had to take one step at a time. Exactly. You know, you can't really stress yourself about a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. But you still have to go through that motion, and you still have to. Go through the motion, but still get try to get as much stuff as accomplished as possible. Yeah. possible. If not, take a little rest. And I think that's what that that was that rest for me between 16 yeah. and like 19, mm-hmm. 20. You know what I mean? And you continue to push. Exactly. So um, I wanna I wanna uh, talk about like how did you get? Because I know DJ Luna, she reached out to a lot of artists. Huh? Um, how did you feel about you know being on someone's EP? Man, I got so much respect for Luna. Mm-hmm. It's kind of I'm not I'm not shocked that she reached out to me mm-hmm. because we we you know we support each other. Like I have a I'm a part of a business, so I'm one third of a business. Mm-hmm. Community goods. Community goods. Community goods. Um, you might be familiar with something that we dropped was the, the Miami. If you ever seen the, the Snapchat filter, the Miami logo. Yeah. That was ours. Um, and we. We made some merchandise behind it as well, and Luna's been like been supporting and helping us mm-hmm. from the jump, just posting stuff in our merchandise, X, Y, Z, whatever the case well, may I have, be. I have a marketing company too, like LLC, so random stuff marketing, so we could yeah, books, man. collab. There's like no limit to what we could link on, yeah. honestly, bro. And um, pretty much, she found out that I, that I could sing through those interactions. Like she mm-hmm. found out that I sang as well, and I didn't have music out. When I when I first introduced Luna to some of the music that I had been working on, mm-hmm. so as soon as like she heard more of the tracks that I had, we just had a relationship where we would send each other, you know, songs that are inspiring us right now. Cause she has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to music, like yeah, crazy. She does. She does. I, I'll learn something new from Luna pretty much every conversation. Now some stuff, you know, me and her got a little beef right now. What's that? It's like a little bit. Cause she said she like Jesus. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Do you like me too? Jesus. I mean, I, I like Jesus for what it was. Yeah, I like. It was no, a, no, it, it's grown on me. Believe me, it's grown on me. I have Before, to really like, listen huh. to it. So I, I so I now. Nah, no, I Jesus is a beautiful project. <laughs> no, it's a beautiful project, bro. Nah, dark, nah, dark my fantasy. Dark, um, dark twisted, yeah, okay. dark twisted fantasy. I just listened to it like the end of the year. Dark twisted fantasy. Like it's, it's one of the greatest projects, you know. It, it did a lot. It, it did a lot for for the culture. I think uh, the culture. That's such a word. <laughs> uh, that term, man. I'm starting. To, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like how like how you know what But yeah she 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 reached out and she pretty much was like, yo, is there anything like she pretty much just gave me an option about three tracks. Mm-hmm. She was like I got this, 
and I got this. I'd like you to be on one of these. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'm feeling it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to do something on this. I'm kind of feeling it. And she let me hear the joint with Lindsay, Lindsay J. I hate, I'm sorry if I'm yeah. pronouncing his name wrong. But um, <clears throat> she let me hear that track that he did, Sunday Morning. Mm -hmm. well, so she named it Sunday Morning. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just like, yo, that's like, that's, that's, that's the one. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it right there. Because it was just such an open track. It had a lot of dynamic sound in it. Just room to do whatever you wanted to do on it. And it had a lot of room on it. Yeah, and to close out uh, the EP to, as yeah, well. Yeah, and to close out the EP. I didn't know where she was going to place it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know where she was going to place it. She mm -hmm. she made that decision last. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, yeah, once I, once I heard it, especially mm -hmm. because I felt like it sounded like that song that had a little bit of Haitian influence in it. It sounded yeah. like it had some... A little compa step to it, if you know what Haitian compa is. You know? I mean, she's from New Orleans and stuff, so, so she's familiar with New Orleans. And yeah. I'm, you know, raised in Miami, like we have that you yeah. know, Caribbean and of course the you know the, the Haitian vibe. Exactly, and like that, so. exactly. And Lindsay, Lindsay J, actually, Lindsay Jai, Jai yeah. or J, is um, you know, he facilitated the entire thing mm -hmm. in terms of the track. I kind of just made sure I, I wanted to level out and just make sure I. I matched his energy mm -hmm. on the track. Not to do too much, not to take away from what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And it just, I felt like it came out perfectly. I felt like it mm -hmm. came out perfectly. Right? Mm -hmm. It was just a dope track. I'm still in love with the song, still in love with the concept that he came up with on it. It was just dope, man. Now I asked DJ Luna if I can borrow you from my future project. <laughs> yeah, most that's definitely, something that's, that's, Most definitely. That's something I'm, I'm working on right now, like my own, because uh, I don't know if you listen to Drink Challenge. I have it. Drink podcast, Drink uh, Noriega and uh, DJ EF. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, I had, I've seen I had it. DJ EFN on the show. Okay, dope. And he was, um, he was, you know, another inspiration. And like he told me, because I'm gonna get a, a whiteboard. Uh huh. So he told me he put a whiteboard up. He wrote all the people that he on each track that he wanted to get on. Okay. Put them all together. And that's some. That's one of the things I want to do. Cause dope. as a DJ. Like I told Luna mm -hmm. and the other DJs is that we are like the, the head coaches, the, the quarterback. Exactly. The conductors. Like, you guys facilitate, man. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what you know, and, and to me, it's like it's just fun to put place people in different... Yeah. I feel like that's... that's. I think the DJ's role kind of got lost a little bit over the years from what I've seen and from yeah. what I've been seeing around hip-hop because any old hip-hop that I look at or rap and R&B whatever the case may be the, mm -hmm. the DJ was a pivotal part of mm -hmm. what fed the success of the artist and even later on mm -hmm. it kind of just kind of got dumbed down a little bit Yeah. but the DJ's role was still pivotal because who was going to play your music who was supposed to find these tracks you know what I mean mm -hmm. who was supposed to accept these tracks put them in rotation behind mm -hmm. something that wasn't too you know what I'm saying they yeah, still yeah. had to facilitate on radio whatever the case may be DJ's role was really raw so I feel like on this and you know, on this stage, for mm -hmm. the most part, to be the person facilitating and bringing artists together yeah. for a project, for you know, for your, for a debut project, mm -hmm. that's dope, man. It, it's going to redefine what what people think of a DJ. Yeah, because you know, we producers too. We exactly. Make, we physically make the beats, but yeah. the producers like P Diddy, he just put people on different tracks. Exactly. Like that, you know. Um, exactly. What's his, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, that was with Jay Z. Um, Dame Dash, he's a Dame. producer. Okay, yeah. You know, um, but I got a couple more questions because I know you got to, you know, you got to yeah, go soon. Yeah, I think that soon. we press the time. Yeah. Um, when are you going to come up with your own project? Oh, phew. 
So I've been thinking about this project, Love Letters, for the better part of two or a year, mm -hmm. year and a half, year now since I since I first jumped in the studio mm -hmm. thinking about this project. Um, but I, that's just to be announced right now. I'm focusing more on putting out singles mm -hmm. and you know just making sure finding homes for the music mm -hmm. everywhere so that people can get it and access it no matter where they are. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I think that this year may be the year that I release a small EP. You can be like full No, that's my point. Yeah, just a short EP, just something to give people a cohesive project. Because I yeah. believe in the you know, cohesive project that you can listen to from beginning to end, mm -hmm. following a theme, you know what I mean? And I got a theme in mind already, something that's, you know, very, very dear to my heart. So, Love Letters is an EP that is very, very, very much in the works. All right, so I'm, I'm waiting for that. Very much in the um, works. R&B. Uh-huh. Who's in your top five? Top five R and B. Yeah. Does it have to be R and B or does it have to be artist? R and B, um, neo soul. You know, overall like. Uh. Hmm. Top five R and B. Okay, so my top changes a lot. It changes. I, it changes like a with lot. Hip it changes yeah. a lot, but um, as of right now, my top would be Mally Music. Mm -hmm. Um. And Mally Music is a dude that he's so inspirational to me solely because like it was through his music that I started opening up on another level because mm -hmm. he was gospel specifically. Yeah. Uh, you know you know Mally Music? I heard of him before. You gotta he just started doing um, more urban music or whatever. He's in the mainstream now because he doesn't specifically say he's things on like iTunes Jesus. And yeah, he's on he's on iTunes. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check him out. Um, I'm, I'm gonna send you his his, his album, man. His latest album. But the transition, the transformation of Mali, mm -hmm. dope artist, man, just a crazy, sick voice. Mm -hmm. And when I was in the church, he was the biggest influence for me. And then when I left the church, surprisingly, he had left. The, well, he didn't leave the church, but he started gearing into doing other secular music too. Yeah. And just the way that he manipulates his voice and everything like that was was, was just crazy dope. Yeah. So he was a huge influence on me. Another influence, uh, another top five would be. Usher. Of course, Usher. I can see that in your music too. Usher. Um, ain't much you can say, man. He just yeah, goes 20 goal. years strong. He just yeah. he just continues to change, switch up, and like just maintain relevancy mm -hmm. no matter what he's doing in music. Mm -hmm. Another one, another person would have to be. Uh, it's hard, I know it's, it's hard. It's tough, it's tough. I'm going I'm to say, um, Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack is another huge influence because I feel like Anderson Pack is one of those guys that really, really just loves music. Mm -hmm. Like loves music and he oozes that he loves music, even though his music is going in, in yeah. all types of different places. His music is just everywhere. Mm -hmm. But he puts so much thought into his projects. His team is great, man. He puts so much thought into his projects, you know. And this is a guy with, who's, who's a drummer, mm -hmm. singer, songwriter, rapper. So you know what I mean? He just does. He just does it all. You know what I mean? And he's fearless, no matter what the track is, whatever he's saying, you feel it. Mm -hmm. And he takes me back to the '50s, '60s, yeah, like, through his music, yeah. almost like. And I want to do research after I listen to his stuff. Mm -hmm. That's how you know it's crazy. Um, fourth would be. Oof. 
I got, I got, I got Manly Music. I got Usher. I got Anderson Park. Mm-hmm. John Legend. John Legend, yo. John Legend. Um, man, I don't know. To me, yeah, I feel just like a he's, he's just a musical genius. I think he's just a music genius, man. He, he's he just, considered a goat now. It's been about over ten years since he. Man, I, 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 John Legend was a goat to me a long time ago. Yeah. Just because he was one of those dudes I used to listen to, and I'm like, he's not about to hit that note, mm-hmm. and then he hit it. He's not about to do that. Yeah. And then he does it, and he just he he make he literally makes love to the mic on every track, mm-hmm. no matter what the song is about. Mm-hmm. Just makes, like, he got a powerful voice that I've always just aspired to just be as fearless as he was on yeah. the mic. And a lot of the people that I'm mentioning is solely because one day influenced me and my sound, but they also just everybody, every one of them, just fearless. Mm-hmm. Everything they do is just fearless. When you listen to the way that they attack music, it's just fearless. And I've always, like, I've always envied that. I wanted to do that, and I'm just getting into my own in that respect. Um, and the last person. Big number five for what it is. Big number five. Big five, man. <laughs> I gotta say, um, mm, right now, right? Mm-hmm. Right now? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a newer guy. It's a newer guy. I'm gonna say Masego. Masego? Yeah, Masego. You gotta send me his music. Is he like on SoundCloud, iTunes? Sega and Medicine. Oh, he's on SoundCloud, iTunes, and mm-hmm. Apple Music. I feel like, yeah, man, hold on, I gotta. Yeah. I ain't give, I ain't give any girls any love, man. <laughs> it's a lot hey, of females you... who really just go crazy. It's a lot of. Quick honorable mention. I'm gonna do um, Scissor. Scissor. Uh, Sabrina Claudio. Her. 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 Sabrina Claudio. Um. Savannah Christina. Yo, if we're talking about people that she are in like the vicinity who are just really, yeah. really just making me like go on another level, not top five, yeah. but just like not top like five major artists that everybody knows about, but yeah. people that are just influencing my sound and just my music crazy in South Florida right now. Yeah. Savannah Christina. I wanna I wanna push on an the artist. I wanna push on the track. We actually have a track that's unreleased right now, but it's, we'll see what happens, I guess. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But I, yeah, man, that's definitely something that. King, King you need to set that up, man. I'm, I'm, I need that. <laughs> she about to blow up soon, man. That's that's definitely somebody that's on the list. Dina Adin. Mm-hmm. Um, Zorenzo. Zorenzo, yeah. I'll try to have him on the show, too. It's something personal happened, but I wanted him on the show one day. He's gotcha. dope. Definitely Zorenzo. Um, Caleb K. Mm-hmm. Caleb K, if you ever heard of him. Um, Black. Black. OG Sean. Two producers that are just crazy, but they influence like anything I gotta do with my sound, to be honest with you. Um, Fred, FRDRK. It's just dudes that just, uh, people, people, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent in my yeah. hands. Christy, it's crazy. Christy uh, Carter, she's a, a Oh man, Christy Carter, man. She just, well, she just changed her name. Uh, it was just, story, but yeah, yeah I had her on Carter, the show man. too. She's so dope, bro. Listen, I'm glad I, I caught all y'all in the right so time. She's so dope, man. <laughs> people look back, they're like, boy, DJ Nunnum's had them hit us on She's so dope, bro. But she's dope, man. And, yeah, man, but. I'm just to draw back on it. I'm, I'm gonna say Masego's mm-hmm. last influence, man. He does. He he's got something going for himself. Called he calls it trap scat, mm-hmm. and pretty much and he plays sax. 
Okay. So he just be going off, man. He's just mm. doing whatever he wants to do on it. Just fearless, man. I, mm. I, I love people who are fearless in R&B. I mm. love it. I love it. When people try to stick to the norm or do something that's just accepted mm-hmm. mostly. Mm-hmm. And when they just go off the wall with us, I just love it. Yeah. So definitely Masego. And my top five will probably be different in like a month. Yeah. To be honest with you. So, you got to put yourself in the top five. I mean, I'm on top one. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, you know I'm my of, favorite. I am my favorite. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know a lot of people from top five. Honestly. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I would hope. I would hope so. And if I'm, if I am, I feel privileged, man. But, <laughs> I don't know. Um, 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 last question. One of the all-time questions I was asked uh-huh. everybody. Where do you see yourself five to ten years from now? Five to ten years from yeah. now? Yeah. Man, I, I honestly don't be going that deep. Because if, if my life goes the way that I want it to, which it will, of course, well, you know, it, it might throw some curveballs in there. But if everything goes the way... We both it's remotely be, planned. Yeah. We both will be in our 30s. That's crazy. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'll be in my 30s. <laughs> and yeah. I will literally be doing whatever I want to do mm-hmm. in the five to ten years. And that's as simple as I can make it. But music will be my job. You know what I mean? Whether I'm in the light or in the whether I'm writing yeah. or whether I'm teaching people about music. You know what I mean? Whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. In five to ten years, I probably will have done some mm-hmm. of the things that I'm expecting to do, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the way of music and being in my artistry and releasing mm-hmm. certain songs and being in the, you know, in the, in the public eye. Mm-hmm. But in ten years, music's gonna be my job. Music's gonna be my job. It's gonna be the reason that I'm surviving. You know well, I mean? well, from DJ Anonymous mm-hmm. to you, you gonna have you gonna have a Grammy one day. You got Grammy stamps. I, I appreciate you know, that. So everyone who <laughs> I goal, told, man. everyone who I told, I told her that y'all was gonna get a Grammy, mm-hmm. and when I get it, just call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be the support show. You that, know what I'm saying? But um, you got any shout outs before we close out the, uh, the show? Oh, you gotta have man. a part two, man. Definitely. Shout out to Community Goods first and foremost, man. One time for for Kelvin Hodge, for Shabazz Malik, these guys, my closest friends, my best friends, man, and um. Shout out to the OG. Shout out to DJ Luna. Shout out to Audacity mm-hmm. Studios in, in Hollywood. You know, check mm-hmm. Fred out. FRDRK, man. An amazing Fred guy. The, Fred might be the sole producer for mine. And, and <laughs> an amazing <laughs> guy, man. An amazing guy, man. Yeah. You know, shout out to, you know, everybody that's that's pretty much influenced my music and everybody that's showing love. Shout out to mm-hmm. everybody that's that's following me right now. Yeah. Shout out to the Apple family, everybody who subscribed and, and, mm-hmm. and downloaded my music, who plays my EP. When it comes out, yeah, it is. Who, who stream my singles, whatever the case may be, and those people who are actively searching, and everybody who imparted some of that, you know, that mm-hmm. motivation for me to come, keep on going. Man. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot, man. And, and when people just tell you that that music, your music is doing something to them, it just keeps you going. It's a grind, man. You definitely, know, it's definitely. a grind, man. It's, it's a lifestyle. Well, I appreciate. I appreciate. Well, it's night time. Well, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, man. I appreciate um, you having me, man. This has been Sports Biz Music, episode 25 with Chillet, yes, Pia. Chillet, Pia. Um, you can listen to the podcast on Audio Boom, iTunes, All Heart Radio, um, Vodou, Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Play, Tune App, everywhere. Um, we growing. Um, I would like to say that I welcome you to the family, to the Hall of Fame. Definitely. And, uh, 
Yeah, that's it, man. We out.